Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tori. I'm Tracy. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you from believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time today. Turn up the volume and let's go. housewives we are so glad you're here for another episode hey hey well before we jump in to talk about our guest today i would like to read a quick review this is from be dry so real and encouraging the unlikely housewives of johnson county is the most real raw and encouraging podcast i have listened to in a long time they are relatable funny and encouraging and you will find yourself nodding with your head in agreement with what they talk about or even yelling out yes over and over because you feel and have have experienced what they are talking about and it's nice to know you aren't alone life is hard parenting is hard let's face it it's all hard but i promise you these ladies will bring a smile to your face daily and make you feel like you aren't alone and that we are all in this crazy thing called life and parenting together tune in i promise you won't regret it and will fall in love with these two amazing women well, thank you so much, B. Dry. That was an incredible testimony. <laughs> yes, thank you. That was so nice of you. And if you would like your review to be read next week's episode, be sure to leave a five-star review and type it in at Apple Podcasts. But we are excited to share with you how our dear friend and life and business coach, Melissa was a top earner. I mean, we're talking six figures, okay, y'all? How she could walk away from it all. Now, before you hit skip, pause, go to the next episode. If you are not in direct sales or network marketing, that is not what this episode is about. What this episode is about is being obedient to God and what he has for you. And sometimes it is not the fancy trips, the six figures. He has so much more for you. Yeah. And I think that being in the industry ourselves. We have experienced both sides and I love Melissa's story. It's very real. It's very raw. And she shares so much of the peaks and the valleys, but in the end, our message and our encouragement to you listeners, as you listen to Melissa's episode is really that if God's called you here, it's for a purpose. It may be for a season and it may be you are creating something with a legacy, a legacy business. So we just ask you to listen in and we hope you're encouraged and inspired from Melissa's story. And without further ado, here you go. Melissa is a stay-at-home mama turned top six-figure direct sales leader who found herself exhausted, checked out of life, and sacrificing her mental health and main priorities to chase success, status, and money. Unintentionally, of course. She spent years putting the hustle in front of her marriage, her family, and her faith until God led her to fall flat on her face. Through that hard season, she learned to lean on Him for peace, rest, and rescue. Today, she is a life and business coach who helps women slow down, remember their purpose, and lean in closer to Him to live the life He is calling them to. She is super passionate about entrepreneurship because of the freedom and flexibility it allows for those mamas who need to work from home. All right, welcome to our podcast, Melissa. Super excited to be here. Hi, Melissa. We are so thankful. And I think for Tracy and I, this is a real unique, because I'm not sure that I would have been doing a podcast. I'm not sure that Tracy would have been doing a podcast without this. Nor we've been doing one of these, like this type of podcast. True, true. (laughs) So because of you, we're, we're here together. I'm excited. And I have loved working with both of you, Tracy and Tori. You guys are both amazing women and 
I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Yes. Well, let's start from the beginning for you. Tell our listeners about yourself and your family. I am Melissa Bat, and I uh, have been married to my high school sweetheart since I was 19 years old. And we have four kids. The oldest is 1T and the youngest is 10. So they're 10. I have to, you know, do them like 10, 13, 18, and 20. And yeah, they keep me on my toes. We've been married for, we got married. Listen, fun fact. I don't know if you guys know this. December 31st, 1999. You know, when we thought, like, (laughs) yeah, that is a fun fact. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Y'all did it just in case the world ended and we're like, all right, we're going (laughs) to knock this out. Yep. 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 So that was our first date in 1997. So we wanted, you know, it just happened to fall on that day, but we were like, Ooh, this is cool. That Some people awesome. be like, not doing that. And, uh, you know, we were like, let's go. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that gave you the chance to tell your kids about Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I love that you are sharing that you are 10 to 20. So that means you're in the thick of teenagers, the oh beginning gosh, and beyond yes. and all in between. <laughs> Very much so. I don't know how many times I'm like, I never thought I'd do this, never thought I'd do this, never thought I'd say this, never thought I would allow this, but you know, here we are. And I think you, every time I think I've got it figured out, God reminds me that I definitely do not. I think all of us feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) I I was going to say that I think that's motherhood in general, right? You're like, I got this. The time when I was the best parent was before I had kids. (laughs) We knew everything then, didn't we? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's start with Melissa, since we're going to talk about your, you know, career path and the the ups and downs and the peaks and valleys. Let's start with your, you know, tell us a little bit about what your job life looked like. You know, where you stay at home mama, then went in direct sales. Tell us a little bit about that. So when my husband and I got married, it was really, really important for me to be able to stay at home with my kids. I was raised by babysitters by, you know, with a single mom and it was hard. I did a lot of things I shouldn't have been able to do, but because I had a babysitter who was young, you know, she let me smoke cigarettes in fifth grade. I smoked pot in fifth grade, drank in fifth grade, you know, like I look now and I'm like, I have a a fifth grader. She's 10. No No way. But exactly. Because But because of all of that, I was just very adamant that, like, I'm staying home with my kids. Like, I've come a long way in just trusting people to know that not everybody is like that. But because of that situation, I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so when we had our first baby, from there I stayed home. I did work part-time until we moved to South Carolina. No, I think after baby number two, I just stayed home the whole time didn't go back part-time or anything and then we moved to South Carolina and South Carolina is when we moved from you know all of our family all of our friends and I knew I needed to get out of the house for my own sanity because we had three kids then and they were all young yeah it was (laughs) you know Uh so I was like I need to get out of the house and so that's when I started direct sales I just I knew I needed to get out of the house and I knew I needed to meet people and so I'm a homebody so I needed to challenge myself and I love a good challenge so that's what I did and from there is kind of a whirlwind and what because year was it that? was 2009 okay So my question is, I'm assuming that from the way it sounds is that you knew that you wanted to do direct sales. Did you have a particular, like, did you start to look at all the different companies? Did you, how did you determine the company that you wanted to work? Because clearly part of it was, you know, some people get into direct sales as a happy customer. Then they realize that their friends want it and they started that way. But it sounded like you wanted the social spot, but you knew that the social part came with having a business. Yeah. So I definitely have always believed in direct sales, network marketing. I have believed in it before I wanted to do it. Like I was the girl who would encourage all my friends to do it. I'm like, you should totally do this. This is such a great fit for you. You know, she had a party and I'm recruiting her for the person 
who was the consultant. I've always been like that. And I've just always believed in it, but I didn't want to do it. And so right before I had moved, I had heard because I was volunteering to plan a carnival. I, you know, asked for donations and stuff like that. And someone donated a 31 product. And that was the first time I'd heard of 31. And so I loved it. It's all about monogramming, blah, 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 all of that. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to do that. And I tried to get my friends to do it and none of them would do it first. And so when I moved to South Carolina, which the South is huge for monogramming. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) I was like, this is a perfect fit. And so I didn't really do a whole lot of work. I just, you know, I didn't like do a lot of homework to figure it out. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I signed up. In fact, I signed up on my way to visit my dad and the girl signed me up like herself. Like she put in all the information and I had no idea. Like, I mean, I literally was doing it just to challenge myself to get out of the house and meet new people. I had no intentions on doing big things with it, but we had moved to South Carolina in May of 2009 and my husband lost his job that we had just moved that far. (laughs) You know, we moved away from our family to move for this job and uh, he lost his job in September of 2009. Whoa. Yeah. And so that was just a huge, like I just got super angry and was like, I'm not doing this again. I did not want to, first of all, I realized how much weight had been on my husband's shoulders. And I realized that direct sales, network marketing, whatever, it gave me an opportunity to contribute and take some of that pressure off of him because he had never said one word. And it was like, all of a sudden I could feel that weight. And also I was super angry and didn't want to have to put all of our eggs in that one basket, so to speak. And I didn't want to have to move again. And so when he lost his job, then that's when I really like leaned in and I was like, okay, I heard about all these people making all this money. And I was like, let's do it. And at that point, I started really shifting to see it as a business opportunity. I can, and just went all in. I can totally relate to what you're saying about like you didn't see the weight that your husband carried until you saw it. It's that yeah. saying that you always say you don't know what you know until you know it. And yeah, once I experienced that same feeling, like, yeah, I am just so relating with that feeling. And I love that you talk about how you went to it for personal, like you were like, I need to get out of the house, but then you saw the vision of what it could do for your family. Absolutely. All right. So tell us then, what does the next, say, 10 years look like? Because you were 2009 (laughs) to 2019, right? I mean, 2019. When did you stop with direct sales? 2020. 2020. You know, one of those things, hey, I didn't see this coming. Sure. Yeah. So, so get us to the, I didn't see this coming. Tell us about the victories, <laughs> the highs and the lows in that season. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so Cliff, Cliff um, notes version. I mean, I know, this right. Is I'm a, like 45 minute podcast. So no, <laughs> this is a lot. So basically I made it to the top of the company. I was the hustle hard work, 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 loved what I was doing. Absolutely use it as an escape. Clearly didn't know any of that until years later. I just like chased. I think I just, I had always thought that I would go back to school and become a counselor. I wanted to go into counseling and it just like flipped a switch for me that I didn't have to put my life on hold. That was kind of like the biggest thing, like a big takeaway and the way it impacted my life. But you know, so I climbed the ranks and won a lot of free trips and met a lot of great people and loved every minute of it. In 2018, we moved again from South Carolina here to Kentucky. And that's probably where the biggest shift happened. I was not okay. The move was very quick. It was very fast and unexpected. And I took, at that time, we we could do like a 90-day like pause on our business and still get paid. So I kind of took a pause and just kind of reacclimated to 
the way my priorities really should have been because, you know, I would have said God first, but God, I was not putting God first. My business was absolutely first, even though I didn't know it. If you look at how I spent my time, my focus, my attention, I was definitely putting my business over my marriage, over my kids. And that's when I realized I was using it as an escape. But during that 90 days, I had to take that time, number one, because I wasn't only dealing with my own feelings. I was helping my kids navigate their emotions because, I mean, that's a big move. That's where they had grown up. The two of us can totally relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) What brought you to Kentucky? My husband's job. Even though I said I was not going to move for another one of my husband's jobs, (laughs) the joke was on me because (laughs) we were in the middle of building a house and I wanted some extras. And for us to have the extras, we had to come up with extra cash. And so the job, I was like, just do it until something better comes along because it was more money and it would allow me to get the extras. And then they gave him a moving package with a two-year contract. And then it was like, oh, okay, I guess we're moving. So, but in that time of navigating my emotions, my kids' emotions, I just realized how much I had missed. There were so many things that I wasn't seeing, you know, I had kids dealing with anxiety, didn't see it. I didn't realize that I was using my business as an escape. And once I kind of took my foot off the gas with my business and shift my focus, I just really loved it again. And then I struggled with, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. Like I wanted to quit. And I remember talking to my business coach and was just like, you know, that feeling when you're doing your business and all you can think about are the things that need to be done with your kids and what you're missing out on. And then Mm -hmm. when you're with your kids, all you're thinking about is all the things with your business. I remember having that conversation with my business coach and that's when he, he was like, you need to set business hours. You need to, you need to really focus and be intentional. And because I literally was playing in my business, I made it to the top of the company making six figures playing in my business. 100%. I loved it. So I was just working all the time. It was a great escape because I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was fun, but a lot of it was unnecessary. And so I remember having that conversation with my coach and my coach was like, you just, you need to be intentional. You need to clock in, clock out and be done. That way you can shift from one thing to the next. And then if you have extra time and you want to do more, great. I remember being like, I can't do that. I was terrified. I remember going to my team, my leaders and saying, I'm so scared to do this. And they were like, to be honest, you've been overwhelming us for years. <laughs> that was my leaders. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so at that point, that's when a huge shift happened. And I started dreaming again and really enjoying my family. And really, it gave me that space to hear from God first of all, because I had kind of put God on the back burner also, even though I didn't realize it at the time. And so he showed me the vision that I had had like 10 years prior of this nonprofit I wanted to start. And then I was talking to a friend about it and she's like, you've been talking about this for 10 years. You haven't done anything like what's going to change, you know, like when are you going to get started? And that's when I was like, okay, noted. So then I took my business and was like, blocked it out here. Like I did the things I had to do for my business. And then it just gave me this extra space to dream and work on the God things and focus on my family and all that good stuff. And then I guess the, the part where I quit, I guess I should probably mention that. that, that 2020. Was next, I was going to say, then what made you walk away? From it. So in 2020, there's so many like little moments that I would love for all the listeners to hear, but I don't have time. You know, this could be like 50 different podcast episodes. And that'll be for your own podcast when you start your podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. Hopefully, second quarter, it's going to be here. Okay. So in 2020, I first off started reading this book, Jesus Over Everything. And 
I don't know. God was just doing something. And one of the things that I started doing, I just started listening to God, but I still like, I swear by that book. It's by Lisa Whittle. Highly recommend it. Doing a book club right now with it, but it might be over by the time this episode airs. So anyway, so that book like just challenged me, put Jesus over everything and also showed me where I was not putting Jesus over everything. And so in that, I remember like God had me just saying yes, like I would hear something instead of hesitating or being like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I started doing it. And one of the things that he had me doing was just reaching out for phone calls. And so that was November, 2020. And like, he would put someone on my mind and I would have to call and talk to them. And it was so weird. And one of the people that he put on my heart was the CEO and founder of 31. And I can't believe I'm saying this on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God is going to use this. (laughs) (laughs) A little dirt. No, it's not really dirt. But anyway, so I had sent her a text and I knew that she was part of what God was doing, but I didn't know how or why. And I didn't even know what the conversation was, by the way, at the same time, and I don't know if you want to put a little trigger warning in here, but during the same month, one thing God was showing me was some trauma that I had went through as a child and that what he was wanting me to do was really speak to women who have been sexually abused and help them drop that shame, drop shame and all the things, but specifically around sexual abuse. And so that had a lot to do with why I quit and I didn't recognize it at the time. But so I had reached out to the CEO and founder of 31 and well, the founder now, she's not the CEO. But anyways, I shared my, you know, this long text and was like, hey, I would just really like to have a phone call with you. At this point, I had no intention on quitting. And she kind of, it was delayed. Like it took her a long time to get back to me. And normally it didn't do that. And so during that time, like God just kept working on my heart. And so by the time that I heard back from her, it was like done. Like I was done. I had no idea. I'd never had the phone call with her. Because by then, by the time she had responded back, I, like God had just shown me that I was done. And he released me with full calendar of parties. I stepped down, quit. And it's weird because I don't, I mean, again, I just, I didn't see that coming. I had no idea. But once I knew that it was time to quit and go all in on the coaching and, you know, looking back, I can see where God had been planning this the whole time. We had downsized our home. We had, you know, been working to get out of debt all of this stuff. And because of that, it allowed me to make less money. And so I knew the minimum I needed to make to be able to quit. And by the time that God had said, it's time to let that go, I was there. And so... So at what point did you start your life coach business? So I started that 2019 is when I started that. I started, it's funny because first started, like life coaching is where I wanted to go. Like business coaching, no. <laughs> Isn't that funny, guys? Since you two coach with me. Yes. Like, yes, it is actually. <laughs> However, like your mission and just obviously what you did with us is you can't work on your business if you don't work on your life first. And so you're, right. it's so correlated. So how God led you through it yes. is for his purpose. Absolutely. But in the beginning, I was like, I am not touching business coaching. Had some major imposter syndrome around it, which was like, I'm not qualified, blah, 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 blah. So I had written a course, get out of the funk, because I had been in the funk and God had helped me like get out of the funk. And so I wanted to help other people get out of the funk. And so that was kind of where it started. And then an incident happened. And that incident kind of took me right back into the funk. And then I was like, yeah okay, (laughs) I am not qualified to do life coaching. At that point, I was like, okay, business coaching is, which, you know, that's what people came to me for anyway. I just was so uncomfortable with the idea of doing business coaching that I was like, uh, I I wouldn't even consider it. But then I was like, yeah. And I think life coaching is where, like, that's where my heart is because that's 
at the end of the day, business is a vehicle to help women live the life that they're called to, in my opinion. So in that, I think that, you know, God honored all of that, you know, and they do absolutely go together. So we started, I started in 2020, I think, no, 2019, took my first coaching client. Okay. So 2019 to 2020, you start your life coaching business and you officially quit 31. So here's the big question of what did it feel like to surrender your business, your paycheck and accolades with, you know, your direct sales in order to obey God and kind of go more like not quiet, but your coaching become more one-on-one. And obviously that is, you know, God sees all that too, but what did it feel like to surrender all that? So it's funny that you should mention this, and I don't know if this is the direction you're wanting me to go, but I will tell you that I remember, and I think it's important to speak to this, when I first stopped with the hustle and stopped, you know, going for all the accolades and all of that before I had quit, I remember talking to my business coach and I had this point when I was really struggling because... I was used to being so all in with my business, direct sales business, that like I was getting the recognition and God had me pull back from that. And then when I saw, you know, so-and-so won this award, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did this, like it was really, really hard. And then I just really, I remember talking it out with my coach and I was reminded that like, that is not the season that I am in. And the season that I am in is the season I am in for a purpose. And I can't get trapped into the comparison thing. And I definitely just had to stay laser focused, stay in my own lane and recognize everyone's on a journey. But this was my journey. And at the end of the day, the recognition or, you know, whatever for the direct sales business, like it didn't matter because what mattered was that I was doing what God wanted me to do. Well, we know that you obviously are absolutely listening to God and following his plan for you because you have brought both Tori and myself through some hard seasons and the funk. And, you know, like we said, we wouldn't be here obeying, being obedient ourselves to God's calling on us and using our voices in this podcast. So all that to say, how does your life look differently and how different do you feel being totally aligned with what God's called you to do? Peace. Oh, yeah. 1000% peace. And I will tell you, it doesn't make it easy. I mean, when you are going into the coaching, can't help it, but I got to give you, you know, you know, I'm going to do this. So when you're leaning in to what God wants you to do, the resistance still happens. The resistance is there and it is not always easy. So I'm not saying it's all rainbows over here. I mean, we have walked through over the last three years, some very, very hard things, but because I'm in 100% alignment with God, I still have peace and I see his hand in every single piece of it. Not that he caused it, but that he will use it. And I can see all the things working together. Have I had days where I can't get out of bed? Absolutely. Have I wanted to quit coaching? I would say no. I have not. Okay. Well, considering that we, you know, our listeners and our goal with this podcast is really to help people encourage women, give them hope, encourage them to step out of their funk or wherever they are And it. Again, doesn't have to be direct sales, network marketing could be in their full-time job. It could be anywhere. They could be a stay at home mom and still be in a funk and not going, you know, moving forward in what God is calling them to do. So what advice would you give someone who's just stuck, maybe stuck because the last two years, this pandemic has been a roller coaster, you know, family life, marriages, all these things have been so hard. So if they're just stuck in their vision of where to go, what advice would you give them? Gosh, that is a hard question because I have two things that come to mind. Number one, spend time with Jesus obvious answer. And I definitely think that has been like a huge, huge piece for me. However, there is something else that I think 
came almost before that. And that was just slowing down and becoming intentional because, you know, doing the audit on your life, like ask yourself those questions. Like, why am I doing this? Because I could say spend time with God, but if you're running around like a crazy person on that hamster wheel of life, you are going to say, I don't have time. I don't have time to spend time with God. I'm just running around like a crazy person. And so really like you have to first look at what can you eliminate from your day to day? What are you doing? That's not serving you serving your purpose, serving your family. It's not going along and aligned with the vision that God has given you for your life. And so doing the audit first, I think is super important. And then spend time with God. Yeah, that's good. And I, Obviously, I can relate to all this because I've been working with you for over a year. (laughs) So I'm like nodding over here and going, yes, I feel that. Yes, I'm connected with that. But I also know, like you said, even in the goodness of what you're doing, you know, you're in total alignment. There's hard. There is that restriction, not restriction, Resistance. resistance. Thank you. That you feel in the season of, yes, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm trying to be obedient and listen to what God, you know, has called me to do. So for those that are know what they're supposed to do, right? Know what they're called to do, but are still being complacent and not stepping into that. What would you say? And obviously you can plug your life and business coach aspect here. What do you say? Like we talk personal growth, right? We talk, let's step into figuring out how we can be better and stepping into that. What do you say is that next step? Well, I definitely think it's just about being intentional. Again, it's you need the accountability. You need to be plugged in to Jesus because you've got to be plugged into the source. And I do think, you know, a life coach, business coach is definitely helpful for the accountability. And just because you can't see your own blind spots. And so that is where... I know that I've helped you, Tracy. I've helped you, Tori. And seeing that, you know, like self-sabotaging girl, like I just, you know, I will call you out on it or at least ask the hard questions to make sure because sometimes you guys both have come back and be like, this is not self-sabotage. And, you know, my job to ask the question is your job to know and discern that, right? And so being plugged in though, especially, you know, I think of like our phone, right? We all have cell phones these days. And while I'm someone who lets my phone die a lot, it's actually a little telling because I think naturally I do that in my own life as well. If I'm not intentional and paying attention, then I don't get plugged in as quickly as I should. And so I'm completely empty and you can't pour from an empty cup, at least not well. And so plugging into the source, recharging daily and recognizing that obedience, you know, well, you've got to be obedient. doesn't matter if it's hard. You have to be obedient. And if God's calling you to something, there's someone there who needs that. And he wants to use you for it. So lean into it. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know what to do. Think about the one step, what you know now, and do that one specific thing. You know, it may just be like getting on the phone call with someone. I was going to say that is kind of the biggest takeaway that I'm thinking of is just like you were in a season and all you heard was God just say, I need you to pick up the phone when I say pick up the phone. And that started a a movement in your life and God was still working, you know, off the phone. But I mean, that was kind of a big thing when it was just like we're in the stuck and because God's not just going to you know, give us that moment of like, okay, so what we're going to need you to do is stand on stage and talk in front of a hundred people, share your testimony, things like that. He's not going to do that overnight. He's going to say, okay, I need you to be here at this point or talk to this person. I mean, he's giving you step by step. He doesn't light up the whole room. Otherwise we'd all freak out. Absolutely. You know, if God would have said, you're going to quit your direct sales business, I would have never even gotten started. But also, I think back to what you said about the phone calls, you know, looking back, I hadn't really even recognized this until you said that. But one of the people that God had said, reach out and talk to this person. 
Uh, she, she's my prayer partner today. We had not talked in years. And today, every Tuesday at 11 a.m., we have a call. And we talk about life. We talk about business and pray for each other. And I just think of like, how cool is it that just this, you know, I didn't even understand. I was like, I haven't talked to this person in years. Why do you have me talking to this one person? But it's those little tiny little baby steps. You know, I'm all about the baby steps that, you know, (laughs) just it becomes like this momentum. And so do not dismiss those little things. Every single one of those little things matter. I remember, you know, I was praying for my coaching business and I'm wanting to get plugged in to my community here in Kentucky because, you know, I moved and then the pandemic. So that was a little crazy getting to know new people here. But I remember I had been praying about it and then I started going to this church and there was a women's event and I immediately was like, not doing that. I'm an introvert and going with all these people, not knowing any of them. I was like, yeah, let me just make plans. Like I literally made plans in my head to have an excuse not to go before I even considered going or asked anyone to go or thought about going. Anyone asked me to go. So, and then God said, and you know, he doesn't speak audibly, but when I hear him, I know it was like, you're asking for opportunities and yet I'm trying to give you opportunities and just because it looks like what it looks different than what you want it to look you're turning them down and so I went to that event and it was another connection for where God is taking me and it's the beginning of something amazing at the church that we're still going to that's incredible I Absolutely have loved your whole story. And I want to just because this is important and it's not in the same sequence of the whole story, I want to go back because we didn't touch on it too much. But I also know this is extremely important to you and a message that needs to get out there. In the season of obviously, you've stayed at home, you've done direct sales, you're now a life coach. How has all of this journey and affected your marriage? And what does your marriage look like now? And again, cliff notes, because mm. I know that is a big question, but I cannot not let this podcast go without touching on that because it's important. So I think it's a great question. My husband, I love him. Literally, he just he's home for his lunch break and just brought me a sandwich. Aww. And y'all know, like he does that, you know, I'm like, how cool is that? He comes home for lunch and he brings me something. He, you know, he's a good guy. So it hasn't always been easy. He's living out his dream also. He bought a gym this last year and still working full time. It's not been easy just because I don't think, you know, God spoke to me about quitting, not necessarily him. And right. so I think, you know, there are still moments where he's like, I mean, are you going to make more money soon? Because he really enjoyed those big paychecks, you know, and yeah, because of where I am in, you know, my life and my business, I'm not hustling. And that is sometimes hard because if I was to hustle, I know I could make, I could make things happen faster, but I would be out of alignment. And so while I think in my mind, I can make things happen faster, it wouldn't be sustainable. And that's really hard sometimes because he's just like, you know, show me the money. Sure. Anyone else have husbands like that? Yep. Show me the money. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, he trusts me and he's very proud of the work I'm doing. Sometimes he'll listen in on a call that I'm doing. I have on AirPods, so he doesn't hear the, the my coaching client, but he hears like what I'm saying and he's like, dang, that was good, you know? And so he's very proud of me and he knows that I'm being obedient and he's, I guess, just being patient, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's a good one. He's, he's a good one. And so it's different, but I also know that he appreciates me not working all the time, Yeah, you know? That was one of the, you know, I would work in all night long and I definitely sacrificed my marriage for a really long time. And that's not the case anymore. Although, you know, I love to work. So every once in a while I get back into that 
where I'm like just wanting to work. I have to, you know, I think just because just because we are doing better doesn't mean we don't slip back into those old habits. So every once in a while, you know, I get I catch myself back in that headspace. But for the most part, he's just very happy that I'm home. I'm being intentional. I'm working on my health. That was another thing I sacrificed when I was doing the hustle was my health. And so, you know, he loves when I go to the gym with him, you know, stuff like that. Well, I have to throw this in there. And I, you know, this story, because it's something that we talked about. And because your story really resonated with me when I started as a client of yours, is that the first direct sales business the way that I worked it almost destroyed my marriage. Completely unintentional, of course, right? And it was the way that I was working it. It was, I had the best time doing it. And at the same time, I didn't realize that my marriage was disintegrating before my eyes. And mm-hmm. and that's not a, a slam on direct sales or network marketing. I am also in network marketing today. It is very different. And my husband and I had to come to an agreement on my involvement in my new company. You know, when I decided, like, can I work this as a business? Because it was a decision. He made it very clear. If this ever turns, if you ever start going in the direction you were going, he goes, you're getting out. No questions asked. And I made him that deal. And I think that... It is so easy for us to get blinders on that I'm working for the family. I'm working for the family. I'm working for the family. I'm making this money. Like the paycheck is great, but if you're destroying what the priorities, like you, you know, the the marriage, your relationship with your kids, you're missing out on things, then it means nothing. And and again, what's different is is that you can be in a direct sales company, whichever one that is, and it can still be healthy. You can still have a healthy marriage. You can have a flourishing marriage. You just have to find what the give and take of what business plan works for you, what business model works for you. I mean, 31 is a 31 is in a category of direct sales that does parties, right? Like right. that's nights away. That's we, you know, events, your time away from the house, essentially. Which or, was good for her because she wanted the social aspect. Exactly. Like everybody has a different goal with it. Right. And exactly. And you're you're meeting people, you're getting out, you're learning your community. When I moved to Baltimore and didn't know anybody, that was how I met people. And it was amazing. Then, you know, there are also direct sales companies that you can do a majority 90% from your phone or from Now, I will say, I was doing social selling and online parties before it was a thing. So I, once my kids (laughs) got a little older, I stopped the home parties because I, you know, as the kids got older, I didn't need to get out of the house because I was always out of the house. I was going to ball games and this Mm -hmm. and that and, you know, all of that. So by the time I, I mean, I would say by 2012, I was doing 2013 for sure, mostly home or online parties, online sales. And people, you can be creative with these businesses, right? It's don't want people (laughs) to get down on direct sales and network marketing thinking that, that it's always taking them away. You can, you can have, you can do it right. You yeah, can do it right. Alignment. If you're in alignment, if this is, it is very possible. God's called you to be part of a direct sales company, like for a season. That's the other thing too, that I think people forget is that once you start a business like that, you don't have to do it forever. It can literally be for a season, a year, two years to fill in the gap. And God can use it that way and open other doors, just like he opened other. I mean, these doors would not be opened if you had not done 31 the way that you had done it. So and I think, too, just from my personal experience and then working with my leaders and and obviously, you know, being in the top of our company and having this conversation with multiple other leaders, like it really is a matter of finding the alignment. And, and the balance of your family, serving God first, you know, and being in this season of knowing that if God brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it. 
And it's, and it really is a journey. And all of that is for his purpose. Like there is all the lessons that we learned, all the people that we met. I mean, look at where God has brought Tori and I to this podcast. We didn't know each other. We both didn't live here. She was in Dallas. I was in Chicago. You know, how he uses this industry is absolutely incredible. And so I think the point that we want to get across and end with today is how God has used you in the industry for your family and now how he's using you in this next phase of business, like with your life and, you know, business coaching. Like it's just, it's absolutely incredible. And we just want to encourage our listeners, you know, we both signed up and started working with you well over a year ago and that has brought us to here and we had no idea what that would be. So we want people to have that hope and that light that, hey, this pandemic rocked a lot of people's businesses and, you know, out of alignment. And we want to encourage, you know, get out of that funk, find out what it is that you should be doing and step into that. Can I say something? Absolutely. No, you're cut off. (laughs) You used all of your word alignment and you are cut off. Okay. So I do think like everything that you just said about network marketing, absolutely true. I think the problem is when you put God in a box and you think your business is for this, like your business is a vehicle for God to use you and where he's taking you. And I think so many times we miss that or dismiss it completely and like, uh, you know, that's this thing. It all goes together. That's one thing I know that I, I would love to say I did well because I loved serve women. So I did that regardless. And so because of that, I built a brand without even knowing I was building a brand. But then at the same time, I did put God in a box and thought, well, this you know, this is my business. And I didn't have it completely aligned with where God was taking me. Once I did some of that, I did some branding work to be like, okay, this is my vision. This is where I know God is taking me. This is the message I want every single woman to hear. And I started putting that into my direct sales business. Like, it was so much easier. And it, you know, at first it's like, this doesn't make sense. What does um, helping women, you know, my three pillars really, you know, is mental health because it's so important and something that's not talked about enough. So we're getting better, but it's still got a lot of work to do. Putting your priorities back into alignment and dropping shame for whatever shame that, you know, you're carrying. And so, you know, that's something every single party, every single conference, you know, whatever, I can be speaking to that. That is building the vision that God has. And it all goes together, whether you sell socks, post-it notes, supplements, bags, makeup, it doesn't matter. It is about just using where God has you, whether it's maybe you're working at the school Maybe you, you know, you can work at McDonald's and do that same thing and aligning that and just, you know, being where your feet are and knowing that those people you come in contact with, God put there for a reason. Sometimes it's for them to pour into you. Sometimes it's you to pour into them or to build those connections, that kind of thing. When it comes to the hustle, one of the things that we forget sometimes is that you are not, you know, as some, how many times have we heard like make things happen, right? Right. No, God, God gives us everything that we have, right? Do we need to do our part? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if you're being obedient, God is going to honor that. And so one of the things that I know I've worked with both of you guys on, I work with all my coaching clients and I've worked on myself is, you know, sometimes your focus is going to be on something else, but God is still going to honor that. Tracy. Yes. I <laughs> Can I say this? You know, yes. I know this, like for you, this is something that we worked on so much over the last year. And, you know, the lies the enemy wants you to believe is that you have to work, 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 work to, you know, 
have money, build your business, not to lose it. But, you know, you took some time and shifted to get some other things in alignment. And when you did that, God absolutely honored that. Oh, so much. It's a lie. It doesn't come from us. It comes from God. All right. Well, to wrap this up, how can people find you, follow you, get in contact with you? And yes. So to tell our listeners that. So my website's melissabat.com and you can find me on Instagram, Melissa Bat Official. And then, you know, I'm on Facebook, love to invite you into the Real Talk Tribe community. You can find that. I, I would probably say go to my website because that's where everything is. And I'm going to reiterate, it's Melissa Bat B-A-T-T. <laughs> yes. This has been incredible, Melissa. And thank you so much, not just for your time this morning, but for the encouragement, the working with Tracy and I on things separately and together. And we cannot, in one of our previous episodes, episode 16, we talked to people about how just talking to somebody can make such a difference. And maybe a life or business coach is just the perfect vehicle for you to talk and work things through. So on that, we just want to say thank you so much for sharing with our listeners. Absolutely. Listen, when this podcast episode airs, and if you're interested in the life and business coaching, if you mention this episode, I will give you a little deal. How about that? That sounds awesome. Wow. Thank you, (laughs) Melissa. Our listeners will love that. Well, thank you again. And housewives, just check in. Where are you? Listen in to more of what Melissa has to say on the Real Talk Tribe on Facebook. You can find that and we'll catch you on our next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow, but living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Find our link in the show notes. Be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, freely, and be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.